You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Vampire Diaries After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Vampire Diaries After Show. Hey guys, welcome to AfterBuzz TV. I'm your host, DJ Jesse Jenny, here for the AfterBuzz TV After Show Vampire Diaries 50 Shades of Grayson. Woo! Yeah. 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 All right, I'm glad y'all are excited. Yeah. I'm joined in studio by the lovely Kristen Snyder. Hello, hello. Paige Sullivan. Hi, everyone. And Roxy Schreier. Hello, guys. <sighs> well, the music was good this episode. The music was it's really always good. good. Yep. Out we can say that for sure. That was a high point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and all of our audio only people are like, what's going what's on? What's going on well, is... go to YouTube and check it out. Kristen is getting down with the get down. Um, this is the probably the least amount of notes I've ever taken for Vampire Diaries. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't get Caroline. <laughs> nope. We didn't get Jeremy. We didn't get Bonnie, but we got Matt. I, of all times to get Matt. <laughs> he's, you know, a tra- he's a trainer now. Guys, I just have to say it off the bat just to get it out of the way. I'm I'm thinking that, yes, since last week was such a high, I'm okay. But this week, not mid-season finale level worthiness. No. no. This is one of those episodes that leads into a big episode. You know yeah. what I mean? I feel like it gives you all this information, it it warms you up, and then right. you get something big. I wanted this episode to be the big episode. Right. I, it I, wasn't. I agree. I mean, there's a lot of, there's things for us to break down and talk about for sure, and yes, we're getting somewhere, but in terms of cliffhangers, what they gave us was just not enough. Not at all. I mean, we start off with Damon. He's still in the jail cell. He's punching the wall. He does this little, like, MacGyver thing <laughs> where he grabs concrete. There's randomly a bullet. Well, it's from when uh, Aaron dropped it. Yeah. Oh. Remember? he Clever. His little butterfingers. Um, grab the bullet, put it in the keyhole, bang, popped it open. He escapes in... Under a day this time, and last time he was in there for five years. It's just well, I'm saying five years. That's nothing compared to Enzo's seventy-five years (laughs) that he has not. No bullets have dropped in seventy-five years. I think I guess he hasn't been deprived of blood yet, so he still has the blood in him. So he's got that strength, and he has the bullet. But I still don't know how shoving a bullet in that hole made the door open. That, and I'm also like, I know it's always just the rules of Vampire Diaries and whatever they choose. Um, but like their strength, it's like Damon had to keep punching the wall like the Karate Kid a whole bunch of times in order to get that one piece of concrete. But then there are other times where he can, you know, fight the Augustine vampire and flip him over a car, and it's just well, 
you know, Dr. Maxfield did describe it as, you know, a place that they couldn't break out of when he's on the phone with Aaron. There's mm-hmm. no way mm-hmm. it's fortified, vampire-proof, he can't get out of there. Uh, and I think they thought that was tried and true until now. And I don't know if they're trying to say, oh, he got out because, you know, Aaron left that bullet there. Yeah. Or he could have always just done it. Right. I think it was definitely the bullet that helped. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the same time as that, we see Elena. She's strapped to an operating table. She starts, you know, having these memories of a kid where we see her flashback to baby Elena dropping the ball down these creepy stairs. And that's the she hears electricity thing. going and people screaming. And there's like a bunch of files there, which we come to find out it's the basement to her father's clinic. Right. The weirdest thing to me is that, like, at some point, her boyfriend was being tortured in the same. I mean, she didn't know that her future boyfriend was being tortured in the same place that she was playing as a kid, and not not at the same time. But it's just so weird and eerie, probably for her. And now she's being tortured and doesn't know what to think of her father and knows he's doing things for good, but I mean, by what cost? So yeah, I think it's really a difficult situation for her to be in. Interesting to see her reaction at the end. Like she was kind of kiddish about. It. She was like. <coughs> My father was a good man. He saved people. Like, oh, girl, he calm was a down. superhero. But she also looks at everything like that. Because Megan's dead now. Yeah, so. Megan is very <laughs> dead now. Thank you, Enzo, for that one. I just feel like she looks just like Damon said. You know, stop defending me. Stop defending your dad. You're defending us. Are all the bad things we do for the one good thing? Like the one page of good in that diary is what you found to point out. Right, and. Like you guys said, she's dead now, and she's dead now based on a principle that he instated, that you make the Augustine vampire, and the Augustine vampire is the one who killed Megan. Mm -hmm. So you saved her until you killed her. What I'm confused about, it seems as though, you know, in something like the Whitmore, you know, group of people, there's the scientists who truly are doing it for science, and the ones who say they're doing Mm -hmm. it for science, and they aren't. Where maybe her father was trying to heal people like Megan, and somebody like Wes took that research, took that, and made it something else. More about power. Because yeah. because turning vampires into <coughs> vampire killers doesn't really save anybody. It just kills the vampires. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand what he gets out of doing that, other than testing on people. Well, I just think that in what he gets out of doing that is they stop killing humans. Right. I don't think it's that he wants all the vampires gone because he wants their blood, but instead of them preying on humans, now they prey on each other. Right. Yeah, but has he not thought about the fact that if they're preying on each other, they're eventually going to be gone? I think yes, but I think that to him that's a smaller price to pay than them eating the humans. Right. I mean, it's kind of a critique on the way we do things now. I mean, we're conducting these horrible studies on animals, you know, all the time. They're not vampires, mm-hmm. but they're still, you know, beings. And if there was a show about them, we would feel for them as well. Right, but so. I think what she's saying is the animals are the ones saving the humans' lives. Mm-hmm. So without the animals, right. they they're wouldn't be able to do their science. Because it started out as using their blood to save people or to trade organs or whatever it was that the initial intent was. Right. And whereas Elena's father is using it to cure, you know, Megan's heart defect. And Wes is going to, essentially, they'll become ex- extinct under the way Wes is doing things. And if that's to happen, then there's no more curing people. And right. then all of that research was for nothing. All of that torture was for nothing. That's where I'm confused. That's where I'm wondering where he plans on taking it. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's looking for extinction. <laughs> I think he's trying to come to a way almost like close of how can I control these 
how can I control right. these people, these these vampires, make them not a threat to humans? But if they're going to, if they need to feed off something, at least vampire blood, because they can feed off vampire blood, and you know they don't have to kill the vampire. They and can he can just always make more vampires. Feed off the blood, and you know the blood will re- regenerate mm-hmm. within the vampires. I so, mean, I'm sure he has an answer. He's clearly been working on this a lot longer than I've been watching him. But it's just a weird theory to follow. Well, and so he's draining Elena's blood, and basically what he wants to do, the same thing that he did to Jesse, mm-hmm. uh, kind of turn her into this ripper. Um, and he's, like, so happy about it. We've And it, it, we, I love that you guys are going back and forth, like, wait, we're in Mystic Falls now? Like... For the viewers at home, can you guys let us know? We, we we just can't boggle our minds around it. How far away is Mystic Falls from college? Exactly. I thought it was two hours, but I can't rec- I felt like Caroline said that to her mom. Like, oh, mom, it's only two hours away. Yeah, I agree with that. But if Maxfield's in one place and the other, I mean, I guess we don't know how long things are taking. Because right. it's, it's very strange. Because Damon, Damon, when he was captured, he was in the Whitmore house, which is in Whitmore's campus. And when Enzo and Elena are captured there in Mystic Falls in her dad's clinic. So there's two separate places where all this is going on. And then Jesse was in the office at school. Like, he's not even in a (laughs) hidden place. He's just strapped to a table in the middle of the science lab. I I just, everything's all over the place and West seems to be everywhere. We need a sense of place and time right now. Mm -hmm. That's what we're missing. Yeah. For sure. Um, So we see Dr. Maxfield wakes up Enzo (coughs) and basically wants him to... Go after Damon because Stefan and Damon now are using Aaron as kind of a peace offering. You mm-hmm. give us Elena, we'll give you Aaron. Mm-hmm. And Maxfield don't really care at all. No, he has no he has no remorse. He is like a Damon without his humanity. Yeah. Doesn't he Maxfield? Like yeah. Kinda. No, because at least like we talked about, you have to put yourself in Maxfield's shoes. He is trying to do good. He just isn't doing going about it the right way, but he is trying to do good. He that's the overall goal. It's not helping himself. He's not helping himself. He's trying to help humans. I know, but I feel like there's so many people who have tried to do good in the world by killing millions of people and right. then oh, the end result will be good. It's it, I don't know if that makes him It makes right. him a, 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 Maybe he's just a tormented guy. It's like a different form of racism or sexism or whatever, you know, vampirism. And you you hate – I know that sounds so weird, but, like, you hate a species so much that you you don't think of them as humans. Right. You Mm -hmm. just think of them as the only thing in your way from doing good in the world. So he's, like, desensitized to them, and he now is killing them to help people. That's what he's thinking in his mind. So when you think about how he's a bad person, and I don't believe that the only thing that makes somebody good is their intentions because your actions, obviously, they count. Mm-hmm. They, they just do. But I don't think he has ill intentions. I think that he really believes he's doing the right thing. But I think there has to be a screw loose where you knew Elena as a child. Right. You know her as a little girl. Mm-hmm. You knew her father. You knew her family. You know what kind of person she is just from seeing her grow up. And he, at the beginning, when he says you need to leave this campus, I truly think he was trying to save her from all of this. But now that he has her like, on the I'll table... I'll give you a it's, chance. It's like when Tyler and Caroline's parents find out that they're vampires or were- whatever, and they're like... They change their mind Initial on the species reaction. because they're like, oh, well, now this is my kid, so I see it. You would think Maxwell would be like that when he sees somebody that he knew before, afterwards, seeing that they... I mean, Elena's different in some ways, but she's not different like a serial killer different. No, and she's lying on the table pleading for him to stop, and he just 
keeps going. And that's what's weird to me is the fact that one day he sees her as Grayson's daughter and the next day he sees her as a, a number. Right. Right. Uh, well, so what did you guys think as far as with Enzo, he puts a little uh, poison in him, which will guarantee that he has to come back. He'll get the antidote uh, mm-hmm. as long as Damon is dead. So we get this gr- <coughs> really cool scene of Enzo already in the classroom. And I mean, way to build a character up and then just kind of <laughs> do wow, nothing with him. With that was so disappointing. We were so exciting. I mean, so excited to have him on last week. And then this week, they kind of brought him back for no reason. Like, I was hoping that there was a little bit more between him and Damon of what they were going to do and... I, I don't know. I wanted to see what we saw that they had in the in the cell because I really felt that relationship at, last week and then this week it kind of just wasn't there. But at least he wasn't dead dead when we thought that he was I know. dead dead. Yeah. You know, and now that he has it back in him, we don't know where the story is going to go, obviously. But that would have pissed me off. I mean, right. uh, what also I didn't really enjoy was that we sat through the entire damn story again. He sat them yeah. down in the classroom and was like, let me tell you the story. I would have rather than last week him not finished the story and kind of and now we learned this week what happened if we had just seen that enzo didn't get out that would have been enough for me last week and this week we know why that would have been better but i felt like we just heard the story it's we not did. like it was a few a couple of years ago and we need to be reminded i literally last week just found out the story and now you sit me down and you tell me the whole story again it was so and weird. aaron tells Stefan the other part of the story right. about right. his family that we already which we already knew. knew i wasn't learning anything new i was just being like uh-huh Okay, I knew that. Yeah. So what's going to be the surprise? The, and then there just was The none. only thing I liked a little bit more was seeing Aaron having had a, a day to process this information mm-hmm. and then, you know, really accepting it and acknowledging it and also helping Stefan. I liked seeing that change in the way he was digesting the information, but we didn't need all of it again. Well, it wasn't until Stefan was like, not all of us are like my brother, that he kind of switched and was like, let me help you out Because he probably sat there and thought, well, yeah, you know what? Elaine has never, you know, betrayed me. And you didn't just kill me when right. you could have. You know, okay, so, I mean, even with Damon in this whole Enzo situation and wherever it's going to take us and go, first of all, can I just say, um, from laying on a table operating room where did you get the hair gel from? Yeah, and the clothes—they're very, you know, very timely. Sh- like he looked good. Wasn't rocking clothes from seventy years ago. No, it looked like he went to like Beverly Hills All Saints and was like, "Hey, let me just yeah, he grab good. these." Well, I, what did you guys think? Maxfield was going to let him out in crap because then everybody would know. Does he give him an hour like, right. in the dressing room before he gets to? Like, well, the thing is that what we used to wear, what they used to wear back then, is now stylish again. Oh, that's you know? true. So Actually, he's very he, hipster. He's very hipster. <laughs> good point. And you know what? Like last week, we were so excited to find out how it was that he actually survived. We were so shocked to see him on the table next to Elena only to get this little sentence mm-hmm. oh a sign to save me and let me out like what? That's like, a perfect flashback show moment. Show us something right. awesome that happened. Don't just throw in a line that, Such a throwaway. That was ridiculous because mm-hmm. that was built up like all last episode we thought this guy was dead and then to find out he was alive we were so excited and then but we were all left with wondering why only to find out they just yeah they and threw it I away. wanted it to be like when push came to shove he used the strength inside him. He finally broke Something. out of the cage just to get caught outside and yeah. make whatever it was. But, like, who was a scientist? And I don't even care about the story. Yeah. That's why a lot of this episode I felt like, 
am I supposed to care about this part? Because I really, really, especially when we get into Matt and Nadia, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but I was just having a hard time with it. Just like, oh, I want to care because I cared about Enzo. Last week I was like, guys, I love Enzo. I'm so into it. And I still like Enzo, but we didn't learn anything new about his character. Mm-mm. His character dropped this week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, what irritates me with the episode is for a mid-season finale, we just didn't get the aha moment and right. an aha moment for me tonight would have been and i would have been totally fine with all the other pieces being where they are is if i mean everyone else knows that damon has been killing the whitmores for how many years except enzo mm-hmm. right at least right. To, at least if we could have gotten that <laughs> reconciliation and then them saying all right let's go after maxfield oh right. great can't wait till next seat next you know when the season starts back up again they're gonna team together like now it's just like i gotta come back to watch Catherine losing some damn hair <laughs> and also enzo, enzo leaves there and insulting him he says something along the terms of you you're a monster and you always have been you always yeah. will be okay enzo when you guys were in, a, in cages next to each other you were good friends you didn't think this guy was a monster he did one bad thing which obviously he's is. been thinking about for the past 50 years <laughs> i understand why he hates damon but he cannot make assumptions about Damon's life and the way he's been living it and mm-hmm. the fact that he just walked away from what he did to It was very too. dramatic, like, you're always going to be a monster. It's like, <laughs> okay, calm down. You caught me in five bad years. I was going through, like, a depression. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't know what I was going through, dude. Here's what I wanted Damon to say. I wanted him to look at Enzo and be like, just, because Damon was kind of being a dick to Enzo, too. I wanted him to be like, I'm sorry. Yes. I, I am sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry Absolutely. for what I did. It was a horrible thing. Mm-hmm. However, I thought I was going to die if I stayed there, and I didn't know what to do. And I'm so sorry. I was so sick about it that I had to turn off my humanity switch in order to do what I did. Now that it's back on, I feel just as sorry. But you know what I did do? I kept to what I said I was going to do. I went after every single one of them, and every year I have gone and killed one of the Whitmores. That's what I've done. Now that all we're here, of all of them except the for one. one. The one. I have made them suffer for us. Now you can hate me forever if you want, but I would love to try to make it up for you however I can. Yeah. Like something like that that just showed his human side. But yeah. now they're, instead, they're going down a path with Damon that I'm like, stop right now. Like I've seen We've this. Been We've down been there. there. Dear God, turn around. It, it like, just made no sense because yeah. it was just like he clearly said, Did you ever think about me? And he said, No, I didn't. That's clearly a lie because you... Okay, I get in the moment you turned your humanity off, you never thought about him again. Mm-hmm. But that's clearly not true. If you're killing groups of people every single year, you're doing it for him. And Why yourself. couldn't you say that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, for and yourself, but why couldn't you say that in that moment? You guys are literally holding each other's hearts. Like, that is, like, the hallmark <laughs> moment. And right. Damon is not one to shy away from saying, this is what I did, and yeah. I don't care that I did it. And But the thing with Enzo was, this is the one thing he didn't tell anybody. He didn't tell Elena. He didn't tell Stefan. No one knows about what happened. That means he cares. That means it hurt him enough to where he doesn't want to talk about it. He'll relive that feeling. At all. And right. so, for him just to walk away, I feel like they're just going to bring it back up after the hiatus and what we're asking for right now will happen Mm -hmm. but I wanted it to happen tonight yeah they can't stay enemies forever because it doesn't make sense they're friends oh no and wait till we get to predictions because I already have predicted Um, Maxfield is about to inject Elena with vampire killing serum he stabs her and then Stefan comes saves her which Roxy was not. Okay, a fan this of. was just like I, we, was. I just got Stefan and Catherine and I was feeling it. 
and we're I'm loving Damon and Elena, and they've kind of been rocky, and I hate that. And then, who's the knight in shining armor? It couldn't have been Damon. It had to be effing Stefan. Coming to save Elena. He always saves Elena. I know I'm supposed to think that's romantic, but I wanted it to be Damon. Damon should be the one saving her. I, I just, especially, uh, it just pissed me off. It pissed me off. Does Stefan get to save everybody's day all the time? He's yes. the hero. Yeah, but then, then, he, then Elena's not the one for him. Everybody's the one. He saved Catherine's life the other week. He saves Elena like this week. Sometimes he saves Caroline. He saves everybody's lives. So what's well, special that? Damon has saved a lot of them. <laughs> I mean. Damon! No, I it's just that. like. How can everybody be like their soulmates when, because he saved her, he literally saved Catherine's life last week. I don't think this episode, I didn't feel that, oh, they're soulmates thing. I didn't feel that because I think Damon was just doing his part. He had to stay with Enzo, otherwise this wouldn't have happened. But did you hear Stefan when he had Elena? It wasn't like, yo, come on, let's go. It was like... Holding her hand, I got you. I've got you. Her, you she was her blood was drained, like and she had a serum <laughs> stabbed into her chest. Yeah, but it's it was very apparent in that moment that he was in love with her. But he, it but was apparent when we when he goes to Catherine, and Catherine says, "You're never gonna look at me the same way you look at Elena." Because the way it was apparent that he loved Elena or loved Catherine. Elena. Elena. When Catherine said that, it's right, like... Right, that's what I'm saying, but I want him to love Catherine, so I obviously don't like that. Well, girl, that's Catherine. what you want him to do. Oh, yeah, well, I am speaking for myself because you know what? I am me, so... I don't think he can ever <laughs> love Catherine being who she is right now. If she wants redemption, she's got to put a lot more effort than sleeping with him one night. It was just an awkward way to phrase that, though. She was like, you're never going to look at me that way, are you? What was he supposed to say? Yes. Yes, I will. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow before you die, yeah, I will like, do that um... face for you. I am like so weird. sick of the same circles. I think yeah. that's why so we were sick. so disappointed because it just seems like a blast from the past, this episode. It does. And, and the oh. thing that I feel like we could really get on board with is if the testing on the vampires was for something new. Like, the fact that they were using the blood to heal people, we knew that they could do that. The fact that they're turning vampires on vampires, that's really not interesting to us. Like, if we were seeing them being tortured for a better cause, for a new reason, I feel like we could get on board and understand and maybe be intrigued by the testing but it's like it seems pointless I'm hoping that the testing leads to a bigger thing like there's a plant somewhere with like just loads of vampires in it that they have to go save someone or maybe that's where Enzo's girlfriend is or something along but Kristen on that note my least favorite part of the episode and it's exactly what you're talking about is Damon saying stop defending me I'm this evil thing like I literally can pull up 15 episodes where I've heard those words before. I'm not mm-hmm. even kidding where it's like, Elena, you're too good for me, or I'm doing this for you, so I'm leaving you. Like, seriously, get over yourself. She wants to be with you, so just shut up. Exactly. Like, I, I got a tweet about that, and they were like, just, she loves you, let's move forward. And yeah. we've done this over and over and over. Like, the least sexy thing in the world is when somebody is just, like, not confident in their self yes. that they're good enough for you. It's like... I want to be with you, so you're good enough, so let it be. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that. I think it's such, like, a cowardish way to not be with somebody, like, oh, but you're too good for me. Like, well, that's what I want, so let me have what I want, you know? But when someone says that, then, to me, I'm like, actually, okay, fine. If if you're going to think that, that makes me unattracted to you. If you're going to put me on some pedestal and make us not equal. That's what she said. She goes, don't act like I'm this perfect person. 
Like, I'm not. I've made mistakes. Yes, he's had a longer time to make mistakes. He's been alive longer. Mm -hmm. He's made more mistakes. He's had more years. But Elena, post-human life, during vampire life, girls made a ton of mistakes. And she also, not nothing for nothing, she sleeps with two brothers. But this is coming from Damon, (laughs) who has turned his emotions off. He's not good with his emotions. And he's coming to a place where now he's feeling... Like you said, the one thing that he probably really cared about was this time with Enzo, and now all this guilt is coming back because he's looking at face-to-face. It's kind of like he's dealing with that, like, whoa, I can't deal with uh, that ever happening to Elena. Like, I did this to someone who, you know, I thought was my friend, and I was there for him, and mm-hmm. imagine if I did that to Elena. You know, I, I see Damon's that. weak-minded when it comes to that. Yeah. I, I see that, but what I was, I was just hoping that, you know, this is him fighting his own inner demons. And I get why when you're going through a rough time or you're questioning yourself why you don't want to involve other people in that. But you've given her an out many other times. You've given her the option to say, I don't want to do this with you. She knows who you are. Right. And, and really Clearly. does. But I also wanted Elena, you know, not just to sit there and weep about it. I wanted her to, like, storm into his room and be like, no, we are not doing this again. And, like, make out with yeah. them or something. Like, Ex- do something. Exactly. That was my thing, like, when I was sitting there reacting to what Damon said, I was saying, shut up. That's what why, I said. Why couldn't Elena have just, instead of crying, cry, cry, just look at him and say, shut up, dummy. I think, like, I think next time that happens, they should just, she should just get naked. I, I'm telling you, I, I can't wait for predictions because totally I really real think. Life, just take off your clothes. I think this is going. You want to give this someplace. up? Really? Show you want to give, give it up? up? <laughs> well, let's talk about. Uh, <laughs> oh my! Can I, I mention can't. she looks uh, even lying on that table being tested on her boobs are like up to her chin like she still looks okay good. yeah but a good at, angle at, but at least at least with the lighting and stuff she looked sickly she looks sickly even though she's, she's a hot sickly pretty good. She, yeah. right, who knows how, how many pounds of makeup on her was trying to make her look gross and she's still because yeah. like, <laughs> I have to tell you in the mornings I look. Way worse than she was looking, so. Oh, we don't believe you. You're so pretty. Yeah. Let's flip over to Catherine, who didn't look so well in this episode. I, I, I actually, actually think thought she looked great. Silver Fox. Silver and I Fox. don't see those wrinkles. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Look, even the makeup in CW can't make Nina Dobrev look old and ugly. Yeah. No. I. I was digging the way she was wearing her hair this episode, like all in the cap too. Yeah, yeah, she looks so good. And then even when she pulled it down, and it just looked bigger, fuller, grayer. It was grayer, but still, like <laughs> Rihanna did it this year. She tried to make it work. So I know. think it's cool. Oh, it's well, Matt, it, Matt was training Catherine. Okay, if you're dying, the last thing you should be doing is like handstands. <laughs> you know, She's, like trying to exercise, like maybe go for a walk. Yeah, and green shakes, raw kale. Put those little ankle weights on and just, you know, power walk around the block is what she should be doing. Yeah. Um, I don't know about the handstands. But Jesse made a fun point about a little workout book that we could have going on post this. Catherine Pierce, get in shape like Catherine Pierce. I'm telling you, I think it's going to be a big seller. Every episode she makes some, she makes fun of you know, microwavable foods, McDonald's, fast food, and then today we got the kale. I'm eating kale. I mean, it's just an interesting choice for them to keep putting this these little things in there about eating healthy. She's vain. She's That's so true. vain. And the fact that she cares so much about how she was, you're supposed to be making me hot again. 
girl, you still look really, really good. Right. So I wouldn't worry about it. But that's her main thing. She doesn't care that she's, like, if she physically felt like she was old, I don't think she would care if she still looked amazing. Right. If there was no gray hair and she wasn't losing teeth, I think she'd be cool with it. Guys, I'm really sorry about how I'm going to phrase this in advance, but since we're talking about Catherine, I don't personally want to, but I want one of you guys to speak about Nadia. <laughs> All right, so well, I wanna, we're going to get I, into it. I have it. no interest in personally doing it, but I need you guys. Because <laughs> Nadia shows up and she you know, says, you know, I might have a plan that will make you live longer. Um, you know, you are part traveler and maybe we can do a passenger spell, which would put Catherine into somebody else, which I'm saying <laughs> I think it's going to be Elena. And then we're going to get the struggle Bye. between Elena and uh, <laughs> Catherine coming out and them falling in love with Damon and Stefan. I don't think that's going to happen. No? I, I really don't. hope not. I feel like that would be too hard That to would be off. crazy. That would be literally For insane. me personally, that's really the only thing Vampire Diaries could do right now with where we are in the storyline to really get me excited I like I have been wow, in the past. Wow, I'm into that. Where they're both in one body and one of them Falling loves Stefan and one of them loves Damon. Right, because you can turn it on and off, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, if, yeah. if she's in the body, then she's 100% like Elena or she's... No, no, no. They would be fighting. Like, kind of like Matt and that guy, how they fight each other. But Catherine over would overrule. Wouldn't she technically, as the traveler, she was the one who could turn it on and off? I don't know. No, because then Matt would wake up sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I, I think they could do that, and that would something definitely with throw a wrench in there. Yeah, something with the knife is going to happen. But I just feel like if she was in a different body, would we look at her like Catherine anymore? If she if she still had the same personality, if she still did everything, mannerism is the same, I feel like we'd still see her as a completely different person. Yeah, because right. I thought maybe what if she was to go in Nadia or something, or because they want to bring Nadia on as a character. I'm like, I don't want... The only way it could work for me for her to do it is honestly to be in Elena. I don't want... Like you said, yeah. I don't want to see tight, her Jesse, in somebody else. And I think Nina does such a great job of portraying the character. It would be very hard for me to see her in anybody else. Yeah, and I yeah. also think that Nina can do it. I think she can, at the drop of a hat, this one, this one, this one, this one, and we'll be able to tell who she's being. Well, she already does that. So. Right. <laughs> I just don't see how they would end that, though. Yeah, like, what's the end result? They'd have to take... One of them dies. Yeah, they'd have to take Catherine. someone out. Yeah. But I yeah. don't want to lose Catherine as much. I know you, Elena fans, but I would rather have Catherine. Really? I would. I like her personality. For I the like, end of the story, though, like story. No, no, Maybe no. Catherine gets moved to a different person, or they find a way to restore the body, or create another doppelganger. Yeah. But one of them will. They're not going to be two people in one body forever. This isn't like a Voltaire yeah. situation. <laughs> and no. if they, I, oh gosh, could turn around in the back of the head. No, oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I just I don't want to lose Catherine. I don't want to lose Elena. But if I were to sit, sit down and say which character I liked better, not including the storylines and all that, I do like Catherine better. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's got a lot more conflicting things going on, and she's a more interesting character yeah. to me. Whereas Elena, it's like I love Damon, I love Stefan, I love Damon. Life's so hard. Yeah, and I just. <laughs> Even as a vampire, you guys I are still dick. Like she lost both of her parents. No, I know. <laughs> she yeah, lost Alaric. She lost everybody. This is lost Elena's journey. We've re- yeah. It, this is Elena's. But story. I get the Catherine thing. I no, I know. I, I just mean personally for me, if I had to pick between the two of them, who I find more interesting, it's Catherine. I just feel like yeah. If they killed her. Elena and this was Catherine's show, everyone would stop watching. Them. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. So Catherine says she wants to know if she can be forgiven. Nadia's pissed because Catherine was more concerned with Stefan forgiving her oh than her own daughter. Nadia goes to Matt, gives him the traveler's knife, and says if Catherine wants to live longer, she needs the knife. I'm not going to stay here. 
So it's up to you now, Matt. Um, and she says this. I like this. I don't know if I should hate Catherine for giving up on me or if I should be by her side while she's dying. Did you like I thought, that? I, did. I really? I honestly I did. did because <laughs> I think it's something that you kind of, it's relatable. I think there is, there's tons of people in our lives that we feel like it's like, you know, the friend that you've been friends with for a long time and then you kind of lost distance. It's like, well, do I want to be there for them right now? Or is it kind of like, mm, well, you shaded me. I don't know. I just like that moment for her. Because Matt relates mm-hmm. to it. You know what I mean? So we see that human connection there. And I do. I agree. Everybody in our in your life, you can say, I, I don't want to be friends with them. I don't want to hang out with them. But when bad things happen, I feel bad for them. Right. And for Nadia, though, for me, it's she's like the little girl who cried wolf right now because she keeps saying, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Where the heck does she go? Like she, she has to just take a walk around the block, cool off, and be like, okay, I'm not leaving because I, I, I honestly think we're she's leaving every time, and she keeps coming back. I know that they've already slept together, but could this be a budding romance between the two of them? I don't Matt think so. I think yeah. it's going to be that Nadia, her leaving and coming back is what will help Catherine kind of be like. You really, no matter how much I push you away, you still come back for me. Like I, I, she's I, like that human quality for Catherine. Like. Yeah, and I, I, you know, because I did think the Matt thing at first, but then I'm like, if her romance with Matt is to overpower the whole Catherine in her situation, it wouldn't work with what we're trying to accomplish with Catherine as a character arc. Right. I I feel like if they want us to care about Nadia at all, they have to give her another purpose besides being Catherine's daughter. Right. Something with the knife there is, so we don't know what that is, and she's a traveler, so Mm -hmm. she could have purposes. But I agree. It's just like when you think of Nadia, what do we know about her? Well, she's Catherine's daughter. What is she here for? To be Catherine's daughter? Yeah. And, you know, maybe it is going to be Matt because they can't, like you said, they were relating and but I just don't want that. I think oh. that I think yeah. the knife is going to play a bigger role. Right now we're, we're constantly saying, like, what? Like what is the, what is this knife for? Why does Matt always have to have this damn knife? I think in the second half of the season it'll be a bigger deal, and that's maybe where Nadia will come into play because she's the only one who knows what this knife is. Well, right. at least we find out tonight that the knife is what Catherine needs. So we are learning a little more about it. First, we learned that travelers needed it. Now we know that. If Catherine wants to go into somebody else's body, she needs that knife. Which I don't get because we saw the other guy go into Matt's body, and why they didn't need the knife? Yeah, they so had the knife. They but had what the did knife they do to, with it. But they I used don't know. The, I thought they used the knife. Did they use the knife to kill her boyfriend when he was in Matt's head? Isn't that uh, how they killed so him? So they have to yeah. kill you first, kill the traveler, and then. He goes in. He's able them. to go in. Well, I don't know. I, th- I thought they killed the traveler when he was in Matt, and that's how he died. Rewind. I do not have all the answers. I don't know. This knife, though, I think is going to be bigger than we're anticipating, and maybe that's where Nadia will come into play. I'm interested to see who else wants this knife. Yeah, because it, there's so much hubbub about this little knife, and nothing's happened. And they keep giving it to Ma- like Matt out of all- everybody <laughs> you want to protect this. Matt. I mean, I guess out of all the people, you pro- no one would suspect, hey, this the, little the boy at the boy. Mystic Grill. I know this is a hey, little... he's a bartender now. <laughs> oh, I know this is a little off topic, but I think that the universe... The universe, I'm sorry, girl. The universe needs to have an equal amount of doppelgangers at all times. Because they're supposed to be soulmates with each other, and that's how the universe keeps creating them, because whatever it was. But there's one Stefan, two Catherine Elena's right now. So do we think there's possibly another... I think that's done. The doppelganger is done now that... Because Silas and yeah. Yeah. are dead. Yeah, because they're dead, though, but 
So was there another, is there going to be another Stefan? Like, is there? Technically, I think there could be another Stefan somewhere in the world that we mm-hmm. don't know about. Right. Because we had Amara, we had Silas, we had Stefan and Catherine. That's what I'm saying. And then Elena. So unless there's a Stefan doppelganger so, that we've never, ever seen. seen before who is actually like Elena's age, like human age, then I don't know. I don't think one will be born, but there might be one roaming around the world. Could you right. imagine if just a human looking like Stefan was just like... Hey, I'm just hey, here that? at Mystic Falls yeah. High School. I don't want any more doppelgangers. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I don't even know why I brought that. I'm just pissed at myself now. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, so uh, we get at the very end. Elena burns the diary. And so Catherine. How many diaries being burnt this season? I know. <laughs> I just could like, never do that. Burn. I just could never burn no. a diary because then I'd be like, wait, I wish I didn't do that. Yeah, I mean, the we next see- day. You know, maybe they need to talk to Close, because Close is someone who hasn't been writing the diaries and now on the originals is now obsessed with writing his memoirs. Like, I understand as as somewhat it's like releasing your past and just letting go. Burning your own diary is different than yeah. just burning some, your father's. Like, she doesn't have that much of her father. And she could learn from it. it. Yeah. Right. I think, yeah, you read through it one time. Like, there's probably things in there that they're going to need later. Secret codes. But I wonder if vampires have this memory, like, oh, well, I remember when I was reading my father's diary. Like, you know, Julie Pleck would be loving to do stuff like that. Or if they need it, then, of course, there was a copy made and they laminated it somewhere. (laughs) Somewhere in the basement of the clinic. Whitmore House. Uh, So we get... um, Catherine, she wants to do the the spell. Nadia's like super excited, Woo-hoo. and Catherine falls to the ground. I I just straight up LOL'd in this moment. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I honestly God did. I didn't mean to, but she fell, and it was like, n- n- uh, this has nothing to do with the acting, but it was just like, <laughs> oh, oh, fallen, and I can't get up. It, it looks like one of those. Yeah, literally, what literally. Her life, where's her life alert yeah. when she needs it? Literally, I was like, is this a sick joke? I turned to Jesse about midway through the episode. <laughs> We're talking, we're like, oh, this is mid-season finale. I go, guarantee you this ends with some crap on Catherine. And you were like, no. And then you were like, you're right. That's definitely what's going to happen, but I'm not going to like it. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> it was just like such crap. Like, that's what you're going to give me for the last seconds, and I don't get you back until January. But the thing is, they give you that right as if that's going to be our cliffhanger. And then and immediately the, right. after, in the preview, they say, oh, she's alive and in the hospital. So where, what am I waiting for? I'm waiting to watch her die again because I just thought she died and I thought she died earlier when she tried to kill herself. And how many times can Catherine maybe die? And But the preview, she only has one day to live. Supposedly. So, yeah. I mean, they're going to save her. She's not dying. Right. Well, let's talk about it in predictions. Mm. I mean, I at least I liked in the predictions. Um... <laughs> I like the drinking game they were playing. Yes. What has Catherine Pierce done to wrong you? Jeremy. That was funny, and I feel like we could all get in on that. What has Catherine Pierce done to wrong me? Well, uh, she is not doing a good enough job capturing Stefan, so I need her to help that out a little so that's more. That's a shot for Roxy. Yeah. Shot for Roxy. And I'm, I'm halfway to wasted. Um, Anybody else? I'm <laughs> kind of irritated with, okay, so the episode wasn't great, didn't have a cliffhanger, but even the preview for next, yeah. I mean, January twenty third, same thing. The only thing exciting about it for me as a fan was that it's the hundredth episode, so it's kind of like, 
I'm excited to be able to say, you know what, I've stuck through the show, and here we are at 100 episodes. And you're banking Where on... Where are we going? Yeah, you're no. just banking on the fact that we love these characters, and we're going to see them through. And hopefully they're not going to show is. us something. They aren't showing us something that's going to be amazing, and... Well, the 100th episode, I feel like it's always a fluff episode. It's like, <sighs> remember all the good the times? Recap. Remember the... Yeah, like, I, I, I imagine, like, Friends, you know, like, remember that time mm-hmm. when Rachel did this? That well, should have been this, this episode, if they wanted to do it, of yeah. that kind of... Don't come back with that, like... But that's what it feels like to play yeah. that drinking game. Like, what Catherine do to you? What mm-hmm. happened to but us? It's I like- think, though, Jesse, you're spot on about what they're going to do. They're both going to be in the same body. They're going to be fighting for different men. And that, to me, will save this right now. Mm-hmm. I think that would be really freaking awesome. Just for a little bit. Oh, yeah, we need just long. to spice it up and let Bonnie come in and do something and, and take her out. We or- need something other than Maxfield as a bad guy. I need yeah. something bigger. I need something scarier. And I am so frustrated with the fact that Maxfield is our bad guy. Let's just leave him knocked out on the ground and do nothing to him. Whereas every other bad guy, we just rip oh. his heart out. Like, oh, let's just leave him on the ground. Speaking of which, Aaron took that vial that was next to Maxfield. Of the, the serum that, that makes, makes you want vampires so as is a he vampire. Gonna, like, is he going to like stab himself? What I, was he stabbing? With I see, honestly, I, I did that. Dig, oh, I thought he was. But then I did kind of think... Well, what if he just goes off and stabs himself? What will he become if he was? But to what do does that? he think this what is? As a human, he feeds on vampires. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear God! But I feel like he's too likable. Like we feel for Aaron because he's gone through so much, and he like a mat. Yeah, he didn't do anything to deserve any of this. Granted, his distant relatives weren't great people, but he didn't do anything. So for him to turn into this monster. Would have to flip like a real switch on the way we've warmed up to him already. He also doesn't even know what's inside this syringe, but I do think that once he learns, and he will, he's going to kind of use it as a his own insurance policy. Like a bargaining chip and yeah. everything. Gosh, if he would have just even taken that shot, that would have been a better ender for us to just guess and speculate right. what he was going to turn into, what Is was going dead? to happen. Gonna... Yes, and we don't even care about him. But Yeah, Jesus. I know. Anything, I know. anything. I mean, but... Don't ever just take a syringe full of liquid and stab yourself with it, or or just take it in general. <laughs> this is a message to everyone out <laughs> because there. Don't do it. <laughs> this could be that thing that he stabbed Enzo with that stops your heart, and you need an antidote to fix. Like he has absolutely no idea. That was so random of them to do that. I yeah. don't think he cares though, because we kind of got that whole "I don't want this to happen to future He's generations" of mine. So that's like kill himself, kill off. himself. Yeah. Mm. I have to say, though, he makes it seem as though this been, has been going on for, like, hundreds of years. <laughs> like, there's been one of us left. I imagine there was, like, a generation. They all died except for one. A generation. And then now him. So it's, like, I, as it's still awful. Yeah, but think but, about what a generation yeah. means. Like, a generation that's, it's not just his parents or, ge- you know, cousins, uncle, whatever. Anybody with the last name, they're dead. Right. Yeah, but he doesn't have anyone else. So it's, like... You're going to live, bud. Like, okay, people are gonna... always making fun of me for sticking up for Damon for a lot. This is me not sticking up for him. He's killing every member of his family. Oh, no, I completely understand that, and I would be horrified if I was Aaron. I just think they make it feel like it's been this long like yeah, long line of people being killed, like from the time that Catherine's been around or the time that Silas was around. It, it, they make it feel like this long time coming when really it's only been over the last like little part of Damon's life. Granted, it's a long part for a human life, but a, like a little part in the scheme of things. Because we're in predictions, I'm going to predict that something's going to happen where Damon stops doing this. So, like, <laughs> may, may, maybe uh, Elena gets to him or Aaron gets to whatever it is, but I don't think Damon's killing any more Whitmores. I agree. They, they put Catherine in Damon. <laughs> oh. 
Oh that my gosh. would Girl, be. Girl, you getting freaky over there. Yeah. Well, I don't I know. know. I want to know. What... <laughs> I want to know what you funny. guys think at home. Make sure you guys tweet us at AfterBuzz oh TV. We want to thank you for tuning in all season long. We will be back January twenty third. If you guys want to tweet us, we love your conversations. I want to know what y'all think. We love it. Yeah. Tweet us at me at DJ Jesse J at Cinematic Escape at Page Slow at Roxy Stryer. Until next year. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. Thank you for watching AfterBuzz TV on YouTube. For more of your favorite after shows and interviews, subscribe to our channel here and be sure to share your opinion on the episode in the comment section below here. We'd love to see what you guys are buzzing about. Thanks again. Buzz you later. <laughs> <laughs> 